episode number two of the self-hosted podcast, Choosing Why You Know Host and the Fediverse. Welcome to the Self-Hosted Podcast, one man's journey to taking back control of his data. Now here's Uncle Bonehead. Yes, and welcome back to episode number two of the Self-Hosted Podcast. I'm Uncle Bonehead. Um, I'm, I'm, it's like 100 degrees while I'm recording this, and I'm upstairs in my studio, and this house is like 140 years old, so there's... It's not very well, well ventilated up here in the upper upper level of the house. So if you can hear the fan in the microphone, I think I've got the gate set just right so that it's a, you're not picking up a lot of the van noise in the background. Um, I digress. Uh, thank you if you're a new listener. Uh, big thank you and a big shout out to the Fediverse blog. Uh, he tooted out on, the, on Mastodon about the podcast and I'm pretty sure we picked up some extra listeners. I'm not tracking anybody. I'm not even tracking how many downloads or subscribers this thing's got. So um, I'm not, I, I have no idea who's listening or if anybody's listening. Cause I'm basically doing this for myself because I like to talk and I like to talk about stuff that I get excited about. And uh, self-hosting is one thing that's really, really I love it. It's just absolutely awesome. Um, I'm not 100% Google free yet, and I'm still got a Facebook account. I have not logged into Facebook. The only reason I'm keeping it is because my bandmates are on uh, uh, Messenger, and that's how we communicate back and forth. Um, I'm going to try to talk them into just using my XMPP server for that so that I can get off Facebook and tell Mark Zuckerberg and everybody over there to stick it up there yeah where the sun don't shine um the i'm google i'm still using for like a couple of logins for websites and stuff like that uh, i have not checked the google gmail so i have no idea if anybody's emailing me at unclebonehead at gmail.com don't email me at unclebonehead at ubmedia.nohost.me um, otherwise I ain't going to see it. Um, so let's do some housekeeping real quick. I've got, I did some restructuring on boneheadmedia.com. I redid the front page. I think it looks a whole lot nicer. Um, it's a lot prettier. Uh, the, the blog and the show notes where you're reading these, um, if you're subscribed in like podcast addict or, something like that um you, you're getting the regular old rss feed that's eventually going to go away because everything you're going to have to go to uh uncle bonehead's my my blog on plume i now i used to have a write freely instance um and i was hosting it myself you know my own my own instance of write freely, but I couldn't get write freely to do what I wanted it to do and look the way I wanted it to. So instead of managing my own instance, I said, screw it and hopped on fetterverse.blog and I'm using their instance because, well, 
for one, Plume looks a lot better than Write Freely. Um, the Federation works a lot better. And, you know, because you can see the whole federated feed or the local feed. And you can subscribe to, excuse me, other other people on there. So I've got my own stuff on there. And I've got my own people I'm subscribed to. Um, it, it's 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 just a lot better for me. So that's just my own press personal preference. And yeah, I don't have control over it because I'm not the one hosting my own instance. But I trust betterverse.blog. Um, they're good. They've been around for a while. So it doesn't obviously going to go anywhere. I've still got my own peer tube instance that I'm managing and I'm the only one. I think I told you guys about having a pixel fed instance. No more. I wiped out pixel fed dot uh, bonehead dot media. I just, it's just, it's not, it's not for me. I, I like to get on like Instagram or pixel fed and scroll through and read stuff. I just don't like to post. Now, I I do post my own little videos that I was making over at Instagram. They're all posted on my PeerTube instance. But uh, I'm not I'm not interested in making a bunch of huge, long-ass videos. Although, Episode 3 is going to have a vi- video to go along with it. I'll tell you more about that towards the end of this podcast. Um, so, anyways, on with the show. Uh, choosing why you know host. Okay, there's a, there's a lot of different ones out there. There's Freedom Box, Freedom Bone, Sandstorm, um, a couple others I can't remember. But uh, why you know host is just absolutely awesome to me. Um, I, I think they're the best because overall, it's a more robust thing, more, more robust community, very helpful and friendly community. They're... Uh, they're dedicated to making it easy for you to help self-host your own stuff. Um, it's, it's not a, okay, let's, let me explain what, why, you know, host is. Okay. If you've ever messed with Linux, you've no doubt experienced the dreaded, but it's fun thing called distro hopping where you constantly download and install tons of different distros and use them to see what they are like and, how well they run on your computer. Um, hell, you might be running three or four of them on a, on a computer at any given time. But what? You don't know what a distro is? <laughs> well, let me explain. A distro is also known as distribution. It's an operating system that's comprised of a collection of software packaged around the Linux kernel. Now, I'm aware I'm probably talking preaching to the choir here because you guys probably already know this but this podcast is is again like why you know host they're geared towards the non-techies and that's what i want to do this because i'm technically not a not i'm i'm technically not a techie although i've been using ubuntu and linux since 2010 so i i do know my way around the command line but i i i I can't code nothing. There ain't no way I can code anything. <coughs> Excuse me. I can, I can sudo apt-get install anything, or I can sudo rm-r and just, or whatever. 
Yeah, I, I can I can do some very dangerous commands and totally wipe and screw up a computer, but uh, I really don't know what I'm doing. I can't even write a script, but I can. But I'm running my own server, and that's that's just what blows me away. Okay, now back back to what a distribution is for. You know, this is uh, Linux for dummies. <laughs> um, there's 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 many different distros. I mean, quite possibly thousands of different distros out there. And uh, but there are some some big ones that have been around for a long time that you've probably heard people talking about, like Debian, Slack, Red Hat, Arch, Gentoo. And there's some you even might even be using today, and you don't even know that you're using it, like. Android, if you got an Android phone, is essentially a, a distro. Um, the, the very popular Chromebooks and Chromeboxes from Google, they run on Chrome OS as the operating system. Chrome OS is a distro derived from Gentoo. So now that you know what a distro is, let's get back to it. Why you know host is, is a Linux distro that you can install on a VPS. That's a virtual private server. You know, that you buy from like, God, why would you buy it from GoDaddy? You would, you know, go to Bluehost or something like that and, you know, pay monthly for a virtual private uh, server or VPS. Or even if you did like I do, got an old desktop or an old laptop that's just laying around the house not doing nothing, you can install Why You Know Host on it. It's got very low system requirements and can even be installed on something as small as a Raspberry Pi. A $35 computer. If you don't know what a Raspberry Pi is, go check it out. It's just a board. You you can get, what is it, the Raspberry Pi 4 just came out. Um, it's not, I mean, it, they're, they're popular enough that they can't make them fast enough. So if you order one today, you're going to have a waiting time, waiting period to get it. But the Raspberry Pi 4 comes with 4 gigs of RAM, 2 HDMI outs so that you can run dual monitors, and I think it's $55. Um, you can buy a kit that comes with a keyboard, a mouse, and a micro SD card, power adapter, and the HDMI adapters for the minis adapters to go to full size. You can buy all of that in a kit right from Raspberry Pi for like 120 bucks. I mean, come on, how how simple, stupid simple can that be? It's easy. Anyways, you get the Raspberry Pi and stick the the stick this stick stick why you know host on it. It's very easy to install, and in fact, that is what. The next episode is going to be about, it's going to be about installing Why You Know Host. And uh, the steps are the same. Doesn't matter if it's on a laptop or a computer, virtual box, or a Raspberry Pi. There's some things that are different about getting it on there. But once you get it on there and start setting it up, it's all the same. It doesn't make any difference. The Raspberry Pis... Typically, they only had like a gig, 512 megabytes of RAM or, or a gig. Um, the Raspberry Pi 4 is the first time that it comes with four gigs. Um, so you don't have to have a super huge i7 with 32 gigs of RAM, you know, $1,200 computer to run this on. You know, it's, it's very low system requirements, and it's so simple and easy. It's... It, it, it will just blow your mind how easy it is. Um, I totally lost track of where I at. 
uh, you know, just be for, you know, why, you know, host for dummies here. It turns your old computer or VPS into your own server just for you that only you can only you can do. It gives you an admin panel to run and install, remove apps, uh, check on the network and hardware usage, download backups. You don't even really have to get into a terminal if you don't want to. Um, if you're afraid of the command line, once you get it set up, if you're on a VPS, you're going to have to be in the command line. But if, if you're if you're installing it on your old laptop or whatever at the house, you don't have to get into the command line because you can do it all. I mean, it's dead simple, stupid, easy. I mean, super stupid, easy. Um, if you choose during the installation, okay, we're going to talk about this more next episode. But there's a thing called DNS, domain name servers. Um, that can be a little daunting if you don't know what you're doing. Um, why you know host comes with its own DNS and it will handle everything. Um, they've got like three or four different domain names that you can choose. Like my email is ubmedia.nohost.me. That is a their DNS. I used I chose them to set that up and it just did it all for me and I didn't have to do anything. Um if you add a don't you can add domain names to it later, like I did with boneheadmedia.com. Then you have to go back to your where you registered the domain, the domain registrar, like GoDaddy, and manage the DNS and tell it where to point to the right spaces. Um, but if you if you don't want to deal with that and you're just setting this up so that you can have your own stuff at the house and you can sync between your phone and your computer in the house and all that. Just run one of one of why you know hosts uh, domain DNSs and let it do it for you. I mean it's it's easy as hell, and um, but you gotta beware and think ahead before you set this up because there are some apps that will require a subdomain or be on what's called the root domain, which is a subdomain. Um, you can install most apps you can install into a path, which is like boneheadmedia.com slash blog. You can, you know, install something there. But if you want to do something like write freely or plume, that has to be on a root domain. If you choose one of uh, why you know hosts domains, you can't do a subdomain. You're not allowed to do that. So you wouldn't wouldn't be able to do blog dot dot com or dot nohost dot me. So I mean you'd have to you you would have to have your own domain name to do that. Um, as a side note, you can tell your registrar that you want to use the name DNS exclusively from Why You Know Host. For your domain that you bought. I haven't tried it yet. And I can't. I'm, I think they're trying to. Steer people away from that. Because it's an experimental type thing. And. I haven't really. Tried it. But I, I'm going to try it. Because I would love to do that. Um, the only thing is. If your server goes down. And you're doing it at the house. And say your server goes down. 
if you're managing your DNS on your server and it goes down, you're pretty much screwed. Um, but if it's if it's, if that's the way I understand it, if it's name servers that you're adding to it, then it can it will um, you can go back to your domain registrar and change it back and then do whatever. Anyways, I digress. That's a whole other topic we'll deal with some other time. But don't let this stuff stop you. If you just want to try it out, download Why You Know Host and open it, you know, set it up in a virtual box. It runs great in virtual box. Um, there's a couple of steps you got to play with, you know, because you're not really adding a real domain name to it. So because, you know, virtual box isn't going to be running all the time. You'll be starting it, stopping it. So you'll just make up a domain name and do what's called hairpinning, where on on VirtualBox and on your computer that it's running on, it'll pretend like it's on its own network. But anyways, it, it's neither here nor there. Um, we'll talk about that later. Um, it's extremely easy, and I'm going to show you how to do that in many, 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 many different things over the course of the podcast. It sets you up with your own email and your own chat servers, XMPP, and do just that alone is worth its weight in gold in my book because that will allow you to get away from Google, Gmail. Ooh, dude, you want to hear creepy. Me and the wife were sitting there talking the other day. <coughs> and... uh she was talking about some story, news story about black holes that she read. That night when I went to bed, just, you know, because my phone, my Android phone that Google isn't listening on, supposedly, quote unquote, air quotes. They don't listen to your conversations or anything, they say. But that night, as I'm getting in bed, and it knows that when I go to bed, I usually fire up Netflix and, you know, watch Netflix. I opened my, you know, I, I opened my phone, you know, the, unlocked the screen, and there was a notification from Netflix wondering what to watch. And it was a, a documentary on black holes from Nova. Now, you tell me they're not listening. This is creeping me out. I've got to get rid of freaking Google 100%. And I will eventually. It's just taking me a while. But anyways, um, they are, they're listening to you. And if you can have your own email server and your own chat server and you can get away from Google, why you know host is worth its weight in gold for just for that. Because it's dumb, dead, dead stupid simple to set up and you ain't got to do crap. It does it for you. And you own it. If you ain't root, you don't own it. So anyways, um, next thing you're going to want to do after you get Why You Know Host installed is go absolutely batshit crazy with installing apps and building websites. But I'm telling you, you got to practice some self-moderation. Hold it back. You can do it. Just hold it back. Because once you start going crazy and installing stuff, remember, there's some things you got to think about. Number one, your machine's requirements. 
system, your system's requirements, what it can actually handle, how much storage space do you have, how much RAM do you have. Got to remember, you're still connected to, if you're hosting it in your house, you got to remember, you're still hooked up to a home connection. It's not a business connection. If you can hear my dog howling in the background, it's because the wife and kids went camping because I have to leave out early in the morning, so I can't go camping. So I'm staying home to watch the dogs overnight. And uh, (laughs) he thinks he's alone. He's a 15-year-old Australian Shepherd. And he thinks he's alone. He He's at that point in his age where he forgets things. Um, like I'll, I'll, you know, when you're feeding him or something, you have to remind him his food is in the bowl right there. Otherwise, he'll forget to eat. But he's he's just old and he's funny. He's He's been a good dog. Anyways, I digress. Um, you got to think about your, your home, your home network's connection. If you're on a VPS, you ain't really got to worry about that. That's not the, not a big deal. But you want to keep an eye keep an eye on your network activity. Um, the uh, your machines. If you're using a Raspberry Pi with only a gig of RAM, got to take that into consideration because it'll be slow. You know, and it's got to do its thing. Like the the one I'm running is a Dell Optiplex 330. And it's got four gigs of RAM, and it's an Intel Dual, uh, Intel Dual, Celeron processor, so it's running just smooth, just fine. Everything's fast enough. Um, from what I could tell from the network monitoring and stuff, it's good. It's never gone over two gigs of RAM in usage. Uh, it's had some spikes, but nothing major. Um, the spikes have actually come down since I got rid of the pixel fed and the write freely. Um, the peer tube is getting getting pegged quite a bit, but I've got four four or five other uh, instances are following me, and I'm following four or five other instances. So it, it's not not doing too bad. It's still pretty low resources right now. Um, I'm hoping that I can keep it going, but. Just gotta pay attention to that stuff. Um, what else? Uh, you're not able. Chances are you're, you're not going to be able to use your new email server if you're here in the United States. Um, most ISP internet service providers will block port 25, which is what email uses, um, unless you actually pay them for it. Um, like I've got Charter. They want you to have, you know, pay the business class plan for port, you know, and have port 25, which is fine. It's not that much more expensive. And some of them will just, you know, charge you an extra, you know, five bucks a month to turn it on. It's not really that bad and big of a deal. And it's not a showstopper because you can still use your own server in your house without the email. You just have to go to some other thing like proton mail or mail.com um to get around get away from google but uh uh sometimes an isp will block port 443 which is what uh your web server uses for https and even they'll even block port 22 which is for your ftp stuff um 
those are kind of essential for controlling your server from outside the network. But don't worry, there's where there's a will, there's a way you can get around it. Um, now, let me just reassure you that there's not going to be, like I said, you're, you're able to use the serve why you know host, even if you don't have the email server that why you know host provides. Um, you can still install many different apps. A lot of the apps will email you, like Mumble, will email stuff to your uh, why you know host email server, like the uh, what you might call it, the root password, which isn't that big deal unless you're wanting to set up a Mumble server, but. You can always set up a Mumble server on your regular computer and it's not going to, you don't have to have a server to run Mumble server. Um, we can talk about that if anybody's interested later. Um, you can still set it up as a media server, you know, so that, you know, like have, have Cody on it or for some God, un, God, un, God unknown reason, uh, Plex media server why you would want to use Plex, I don't know. I mean, Plex is good, but there are closed source things to it, and I'm not into that. I would rather have Cody. Um, there's also another thing called Ampache, I think is the name of it. It is a uh, media server that Why You Know Host has as a one-click install, and it works just as good. Um the media server is just basically so you don't have thousands of DVDs and CDs laying around your house. You know, you can just click on whatever web page it is you set it up on, and there's all your stuff. You can watch movies, listen to the CDs and music, and yeah. You can even install Nextcloud and work on documents on your network, just like using regular Google Drive and Google Docs. Yeah. Now, me personally, I've played with the Why You Know Host for right about two two months at this point um i'm running the website boneheadmedia.com um hosting the podcast including the files you download to listen to right here on my server um i've got my own next cloud my own email my own chat my peer tube and it's all right there on my computer and but it's you know time for me to give me give it a little more serious thought on what I want to accomplish, so that's why I did the uh, I switched the blog over to Federer's blog. But anyways, I digress. Um, I had this wrote up in here because I did I wrote the show notes before I actually recorded it, and I did stuff already. Um, oh, by the way, I've got Funk Whale installed finally. Funk Whale is awesome. Y'all check out Funk Whale. Dude, hands down, it is just absolutely awesome. And I got to mute that track. Good Lord, he's really going nuts now. Um, the uh, Funk Whale, they're implementing uh, podcaster options in Funk Whale. Eventually, this is my plan. Eventually, I am going to distribute this podcast only on funk whale and you know federated i will get rid of the podcast generator and the rss feed so you will get you know the files from funk whale and i can't wait till that happens 
Is that, oh, man, that's going to be cool. Uh, like I was talking for my band. We're going to, I'm going to set this up on the server and over at the band's practice space, we've got, uh, you know, a recording space set up with mics and every cables all run, and, you know, soundproofing this, that, and the other. And we're going to record stuff over there. And each, each of us have our own audio interfaces and we can record stuff at home so we can record scratch tracks together at practice. Okay, then we can upload them to my server and then everybody can go home and record their own overdubs. And then I'm going to grab them and pull them down off my server, mix them and master them. And boom, we've got songs. We've got an album recording and we're going to be excited as hell for this. Um, This 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 is making it so much easier to do everything that uh, I want and, you know, pretty much what the band wants. So let's, let's I'm going to go over some definitions of the Fediverse because last episode I did talk about the Fediverse and I said I would explain some of it. Um, now, these are just as I understand them. So first you got the Fediverse. Basically, it's a it's federated social networks that run on open source open source software on servers all around the world. Those servers are called instances. Those are the individual servers. Now, a follow is when one instance follows another instance. Its users can see and interact with each other as if they are on the same instance or server. Additionally, a follow from the point of view of a user is that if I write a blog, like such on fediverse.blog, um, you can follow, that that user can follow me throughout the Fediverse, no matter what platform they're on, whether it's Mastodon, Pleroma, Diaspora, GNU Social, Write Freely. It'll all show up everywhere. They can follow me anywhere. I can post once. And everybody on all platforms can see it. And this is all done by this protocol called ActivityPub. Okay, the, the, the best way I can describe this for... Okay, this is Fediverse for dummies here. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, the, the best way I can describe it is imagine a giant trailer park where each trailer is its own house with its, excuse me, with its own rules. But the whole park is connected to look like one giant house. Now, each house or instance doesn't have to be connected to the others, which is called a follow. And it can choose which ones it wants to be connected to or follow. If they're all connected, it's it's absolutely awesome. But people are individuals and nobody really thinks alike. Everybody has an opinion, and opinions can vary wildly from extreme to extreme. Now, do you see my excitement? You can follow someone once, and you don't have to follow them on 40 different sites. You don't have to go to Facebook or Instagram to see what they're saying there, or WhatsApp or Snapchat, or or go over to, you know, well, you don't go to Google Plus anymore. You don't have to go to... 
wear tender or whatever. Um, I mean, you don't have to. You don't have to do all that. You just follow one person, and you can see them from whatever platform you're on. And that's just absolutely. Oh my! It just blows my mind. Why we didn't do this earlier? I'll never get. It, it's it's got me. It gets me excited. The whole tech is young. Still got some kinks to work out yet, but it's it's got plenty of room to grow. And here's the major selling points for me. Number one, no ads. They're not tracking you. They're not tracking me. I'm not having ads thrown in my face every five minutes. They're not sniffing my email. They're not looking in in my network. They're not they're not tracking me from one or one one website to another they're not on my phone following me around looking at cars and then when i go home and get on facebook there i don't see ads for cars that i just looked at there you know it's no there's no ads there's no tracking it's run on open source software so everybody can look at the code and see if there's anything screwy and it's free as in freedom. It's why would we why would you not want to be on the Fediverse? Why would you want to stay on Facebook and Twitter where if they don't agree with you politically, somebody can can't you know delete what you say? That's the biggest problem with Facebook and social media is people don't know anymore what the hell the difference is between a fact and an opinion. And they think that if your opinion is different than theirs, oh, you're the demon. No matter what side you're on. And it's just, social media, there's nothing social about it anymore. And that's why I like Mastodon. Because, yeah, there's some political people on there, but 90% of the time, it's people talking about tech. And that's, that's what I'm interested in, is tech. Um, so, yeah, follow me on Mastodon. Uh, I don't know how you say it. At Bonehead, at Uncle Bonehead, at Fediverse.blog. Um, just go to boneheadmedia.com and everything's on the front page there. It'll tell you, take you to wherever you need to know. Uh, yeah, so next episode. This wow! This one's been over half an hour long already. Um, the next episode, I'm going. I'm getting ready to record it. We're going to install Why You Know Host. Um, so it's going to be a video. I don't know if it's going to be a video by itself. Yeah, it'll probably just be a, a screencast video. But I'm going to install Why You Know Host right there on a virtual box and show you how easy it is to install. The only thing different between VirtualBox and an actual hard bare metal computer is putting it, um, setting up the VirtualBox, and then away you go. Everything else is exactly the same as being on bare metal. And other than you know, I'll have to hairpin the domain that I pick. And there you have it. I mean, it's that freaking easy i mean just that dead simple easy now anyways remember it's not hard 
which by the way i got quoted thank you metaverse not metaverse cast um <laughs> they the quote you guys gave let me see i'm pulling it up uh he he he, he posted it's not that hard take back control own your shit uncle bonehead 2019 that i think that's going to be the tagline it's not hard uh take back control own your shit that's the tagline right there you guys be good be safe never stick a finger where you wouldn't stick your face we'll see you on episode number three and is a Creative Commons licensed podcast. We also run a PeerTube instance but are not allowing signups at this time. Don't forget to follow Uncle Bonehead on Mastodon. Be sure to tell all your friends about the podcast. And thank you again for listening. See you next time. Music is generously provided by Umpa. Find him at patreon.com slash UNFA. That's patreon.com slash UNFA.